If you are a journal lover, don't skip this. This episode is brought to you by the Cast Your Cares Guided Journal. Cast Your Cares is a guided journal for Christian women who are seeking to build confidence, fight anxiety, and stop overthinking using the Word of God. If you've been feeling like your thoughts have been all over the place and you've really been wanting to build the habit of consistent time with God, this is the perfect tool for you. To see the Cast Your Cares journal for yourself and what's included, you can click the link in the show notes. Now let's get into the episode. You're listening to the Organize My Thoughts podcast, where we teach you how to get out of your head so you can execute the vision. I am your host, Kyla Jackson. Let's get started. Hello, family, and welcome back to another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. I hope you all are having an amazing week and happy March. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the things that pull our focus away from what God is doing right now and really who he is. I don't know if you guys can relate, but I feel like I'm in a season right now where so much is competing for my attention and life has not been going the way that I really planned. Um, and that's common when you're walking with God because sometimes your expectations don't align with your reality and what you hope that God will do in a particular time. And so when that happens, Sometimes I can get distracted looking at my external circumstances rather than just fixing my focus on God. And so I really want to spend some time walking you guys through um, how God helped me to deal with this because I feel like so many of us don't realize the true things that are distracting us. Um, and you may not even realize that you have been distracted at all. Um, but I think sometimes the symptoms that begin to show in our lives are things like emotional distress, sometimes anxiousness, um, fear, when you begin to worry about, you know, the future, things like that can show that you are, you know, being distracted in a moment from God. Even things like excessive scrolling on, you know, social media or you find yourself maybe obsessively cleaning a little more than usual or watching TV for longer than you usually do. Things like that can really signal that there is something deeper on your mind that is pulling you out of the awareness of the presence of God. And maybe you just don't want to deal with it right now. And so you're running to distractions, but whatever the case may be, um, this is a topic that I believe is really heavy on God's heart because I believe that he wants us to be in a place where we are still and able to hear his, you know, still small voice and really able to grow in our faith the way that is necessary for us to walk into this next season. So that was a lot, but I definitely am going to break it down over the duration of this episode. But just one thing I want you to keep in mind as you're listening all the way through is where have you been putting your focus is your focus on God and the way that he wants to reveal himself to you in this season? Or is your focus on everything that you don't have, everything that's going wrong, everything that you're still waiting for, the, the waves and the storms of life? Where is your focus? I want you to keep that question in mind. So let's go ahead and dive into this passage of scripture. Again, we're going to be in Matthew uh, chapter 14, verses 22 through 33. And this is a passage of scripture where right before this, the disciples and Jesus had just fed 5,000 people with two fish and five loaves of bread. So they just experienced this amazing miracle. 
where once again, Jesus is showing himself to be um, a provider and able to do miracles with even things that seem um, impossible or insignificant. And now they have left that particular piece of land. They've sailed out to sea onto the next destination. And Jesus had taken some time to go pray and be alone with God, as he usually does after this sort of um, encounter. So now we're starting at verse 22. Um, and it says, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up to the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from the land, for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it is really you, tell me to come to you, walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over to the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. All right, so let's break this passage of scripture down. The disciples are in a position where they are going where Jesus sent them. Jesus sent them on the boat away from the crowd so that they can go to their next destination. In the middle of them on that journey, they experience a storm while they are on the water. Now, I'm sure this must be terrifying because that means that waves are crashing down and we don't even know how big the boat that they were on, but they were afraid. They were in trouble, the Bible says. And so Jesus, knowing all things, comes to them. And instead of just stopping the storm immediately, he comes to them by walking on the water. Now, at this time, they do not recognize that it is Jesus, although they had been spending all of this time with him. Remember, these are his closest disciples. Yet they did not recognize that it was Jesus. They did not recognize that he had come to help them in this time. And we know this because they said that he was a ghost. Now, one thing that I love about this is that Jesus is presenting himself as Lord over nature, right? It is not normal to be walking on water, but here God is showing us that he is Lord over wind, over waves, over storms, over, over nature, because he created those things. Therefore, he's not subject to them. And so during this particular time, as they are terrified, he tells them to not be afraid, not because he's about to stop the storm, but that the real reason that they should not be afraid is because he is Jesus. He is here and he is with them. He was with them even in the midst of the storm. When Jesus could have stopped the storm and just came on the boat and just been chilling, but instead he allowed the storm to continue to rage and he presented himself in the midst of it as the relief and refuge that they needed during that time. Now, what's interesting is that they should have been calm at this time, but they still did not believe it was Jesus. So at that time, Peter called out and he said, basically, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come on the water to you. And Jesus says, come. Now, let's pause here because typically 
a boat would represent shelter and comfort and anybody that would be in the middle of the storm. The last thing that you would want to be doing is you know, in the water where the storm is happening. Any normal person would have stayed in that particular place of safety, right? But Peter recognized something that if this is truly the Lord, then I am better off with him than I am in this man-made form of safety. So at that time, Peter was focused on Jesus. He wasn't focused on the storm. He wasn't focused on the fact that they were about to die, possibly. Like he was just focused on... I got to know for sure that this is Jesus. So he does what most of us, if we were honest, would not do. He accepts Jesus' invitation to come toward him. It says that he left on the side of the boat and he walked on water. So pause right here because this is a miracle that his faith alone allowed him to experience a supernatural miracle. It is a miracle to be walking on water. It's one thing to see Jesus doing it, but it's another thing for you by faith to be walking on this water towards Jesus. And I even love his response because he could have been like angry, like, why would you tell us to go out here in the middle of the water? You knew there was going to be a storm. Like, where were you, you know, when the storm first started happening? But he didn't say any of those things. He said, Lord, if it really is you, tell me to come. Tell me to leave this place of comfort and come to you. And he took that leap of faith and began to experience something that no, none of the other disciples would begin to experience. So as he's taking these steps and walking towards Jesus, there's a moment where he becomes distracted. Now, I could just imagine all of the adrenaline that he's feeling. He's probably having these moments like, I can't believe I'm really doing this. I can't believe I'm really walking towards Jesus. I'm sitting here walking on water right now. And at that moment, Jesus is in clear view. But then there's a moment where he begins to take his eyes off of Jesus and he puts them on the winds and the waves. It says, but when he saw the strong wind and waves, he was terrified and he began to sink. Now, this is where we're really introduced to the power of focus. God said something to me as I was studying this. He said, faith will get you out on the water, but focus will keep you there. Had Peter had just kept his eyes on the assurance that this was Jesus and he had invited him to come out there. And when he reached him, he would be safe. Had he had just remembered that Jesus was Lord over nature and that he had not been intimidated by his external circumstances, he would not have begun to sink. It was only when he took his eyes off of the Lord that he began to sink. All the rest of the time, he was walking toward Jesus. Now, immediately, of course, he cries out in his distress and he's like, Lord, save me. And the Lord doesn't hesitate. Immediately, he reached down and he grabbed him. But what he said next really blew my mind. He said, you have so little faith. Jesus said, why did you doubt me? Now, as I began to meditate on this passage of scripture, at first, I kind of missed the question that he asked him. I was so focused on the fact that he said he had little faith that I missed what he had little faith in. It literally says, Jesus said, why did you doubt me? Now, the reason why this question is so important is because Peter and the other disciples had already experienced Jesus as Lord over nature. 
just a little bit back in Matthew chapter eight, they got into a boat and there was a fierce storm that struck the lake with waves. But this time Jesus was on the boat with the disciples and he was sleeping and the disciples woke him up and they were angry and they were like, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. And again, Jesus rebukes them and he says, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. So then Jesus got up and he rebuked the wind and the waves and suddenly there was a great calm. Now, how is it that they just experienced a very similar situation? The only difference was that Jesus was not in the boat with them in the natural. Yet at this particular situation, Jesus was on the water. So he was in proximity of them, yet they forgot who he was. They forgot that he was Lord over nature, that he was Lord over the winds and the waves and the storms, that at his command, everything would have to be still. And how did they forget? How did Peter forget someone who had, he had spent so much intimate time with someone who he had experienced supernatural things that the other disciples hadn't? How could he so quickly forget who Jesus was in that moment? And it was because he was distracted. A simple glance over to what was taking place around him caused him to forget the one who was Lord over it all. And that's exactly what's happening with a lot of us. There's so many storms that are going on in our lives and Jesus is revealing himself as Lord over the storms. He's Lord over the lack that you may be experiencing. He's Lord over the emotional distress that you may be experiencing. He is Lord over all. He has written your story from end to the beginning. He knows all things. He is more than capable of rescuing you and redeeming you and transitioning you where you need to be. Yet we are so focused on all the things that we don't have. We get distracted by all of the noise, the noise of the wind, the noise of the waves, right? Whatever that looks like in your life, that we forget who he is. And if we begin to look at our history with God, we will see that the preparation that he's brought us through, right? A lot of times we're experiencing very similar circumstances, just in different seasons. And God in his mercy and his compassion has been training us up through these smaller faith trials to prepare us to move through the situations that we're in now. But again, we keep falling into the cycle of distraction, of taking our eyes off of God and then forgetting who he is. It's almost as if the waves in that moment were magnified larger than Jesus, that the waves became stronger than him in Peter's eyes. And he began to sink. And while many of us aren't drowning in natural water, sometimes we're drowning in our thoughts. We're drowning in the what ifs and the what if this doesn't happen. We're drowning in the anxiety of not knowing what's next, the the feelings of not having enough or not knowing what to do or just being frustrated with the current season that we're in. And we're drowning in all of these emotional distractions, forgetting who God is. Remember, the disciples were in the center of God's will when they were on that water. God sent them there. It's not like they went and did their own thing. So this episode really isn't for those of you who feel like you've been disobedient in a season. This is for those of you who are doing what it is that God has called you to do, yet you're still finding yourself in the middle of some storms. God isn't allowing you to go through this season as punishment. He's allowing you to go through it because it's going to increase your faith. He's going to reveal an aspect of his character to you so that you can know him deeper and trust him. 
a lot of times we always say that we want to know God, right? We want to build an intimate relationship with him. We want to spend more time and get to know him better. But if you look at the pattern and the way that God teaches his people to know about him, it's typically through certain trials because these trials and these areas where your faith is stretched is what really shows you your weaknesses and your need of dependence on him. It's not really until you go through something that you realize how much you need God. When you typically think that you can provide everything for yourself or everything's going smoothly, it's easy to fall into a state of pride where you feel like you've gotten yourself here and you no longer need to do the things that you once did when you were intentionally seeking God in your relationship. We really have to remember God's character when we are in the midst of a trial or when we're feeling distracted by the storms of life because there's no evil within God. God only has good plans to prosper us and not to harm us. He never has plans that are for our demise. He never had plans that are rooted in deception. It's all in love. Every season that you go through, God has laid it out. And in his love, he will be with you in the midst of everything. And it's really important for us to focus and remember who God is in those times. Because when we don't, again, we begin to sink. And what's beautiful is that even in God's mercy, even in his rebuke, because he rebukes those that he loves, even in those times of rebuke, he will not withhold help. So even as Peter was sinking and crying out for help, Jesus grabbed him up immediately. He didn't allow him to drown. But I do believe that there was a moment where Peter could have fixed his focus back on the Lord and he did not have to sink. I believe there was a level of grace that was with him that if he had taken his eyes off of the waves and put them back on Jesus, that he would have made it to him without drowning. And I believe that's the grace that God is really inviting us to that. He's saying, don't allow the emotional distractions to cause you to drown. Just simply rebuke those thoughts and remember me. I believe the Lord is wanting us to remember him in all things. And sometimes that sounds easier said than done, right? When your mind is swarming, it can be hard to get out of, you know, that chaos. But I found that if we just become still, if we become honest about the things that we're feeling and we present them to God, and we say in that process of presenting to him, we are actually fixing our eyes on him. Because sometimes I've noticed that in the middle of anxious thoughts, my first response is, how will I get out of this? How will I make this better? What can I do to control this situation, right? What can I do to overcome this? It's always a matter of self. And it's not until I present the the burdens of my heart and the, the thoughts that are wearing me down to God, where it becomes less of a me thing and more of a God thing where I I then realized that it's not my burden to carry. And that if I would just fix my eyes on God, if I would just remember him and trust him and grow in my faith, then he would work all things out for my good, as he said. And I don't have to worry. I don't have to be distracted. That even when life is lifing, I can walk in the peace that God has given me. I can walk in the joy as he's handling all things on my behalf. And so as we begin to close out this episode, I really want you to ask yourself that question again. Where is your focus? Is your focus on all the things that have been going wrong? Is your focus on the storms that seem too big for you to handle? Or is your focus on God? 
and be honest with yourself. Are there any areas where you are doubting God's ability to move, where you are doubting who you are? These are the honest questions we have to ask ourselves, and there's no shame in that. I believe that as we begin to be honest and we bring those things to the surface, God can heal us and give us what we need to move forward. But the longer we hide those areas, the more subject we are to things like anxiousness and fear. So a quick homework assignment, I want you to take some time to journal. Set aside 10 to 20 minutes and journal and answer those questions. Where has my focus been lately? Are there any areas where I'm doubting God? What are the things that have been distracting me from keeping my focus on God? And do I have any unbelief in an aspect of God's character? Once you answer those questions, I want you to bring those things to prayer. Repent for any unbelief or doubt and ask God to help you to keep your focus on him. So I'm going to leave all these questions and the passage of scripture in a document for you guys that you can download for free in the link in the show notes, because I know sometimes you guys might be driving or things like that, um, but really take some time to do that. Well, this wraps up another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. I thank you all so much for listening and I hope that it's been helpful. If this episode has been helpful for you, definitely text the link to at least two friends and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Don't forget to click the link in the show notes to download the free document with all of the questions and the passage of scripture that we went over today.